Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Today's guest is Lisa Marie. Lisa had a near-death experience, and her body was healed by Jesus and Angel. And today, we're going to learn about it. Lisa Marie, thank you so much for joining me, and welcome. Hi, Jeff. Pleasure to meet you. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Well, likewise. (laughs) All right. so much. My audience loves to hear about near-death experiences, so if you don't mind, can we start on the day that yours happened? Yes. Um... I was very sick with Lyme disease for a long time and adrenal disease for a long time, years. And the day that the NDE happened was, um, it was at night at some point when I felt like a whooshing in my body. And I called the doctor and I said, I'm getting this like weird. I was feeling very light in my body and feeling this whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. And it was getting worse and worse. And I called the doctor. He said, I think you must might have a blood pressure problem, you know, have your blood pressure checked. So I went over to CVS across the street and had my blood pressure checked and it was fine. Came home and then I was trying to go to bed and starting at 10 o'clock to 4 a.m., the spirits just kept me up wide awake. I could not sleep for anything. Two nights in a row, actually, this happened. And, um, at some point my body was just getting lighter and lighter and lighter. And then I was just totally out, not in the corner of the room, looking down at myself or anything like that. But I just knew I was in my spirit form because you just know, because you don't have that kind of peace and bliss and, um, that love, uh, here in the human body. In the physical body. So um, then they just started. I felt the presence of Mother Mary and Jesus. It was just a knowing. I didn't see them physically. Um, and I felt them just performing physically like a miracle on my core, like from my rib cage down to my lower abdomen. Um, really hard to explain the feeling that it was, but I could tell that they were repairing my organs. It's kind of like an energetic uh, feeling of, I just knew there was a miracle going on. And like I said, I was totally out of my body at that point. So now they were downloading information to me. So I started seeing um, visions of myself in the future of what I was going to be doing, um, that I was going to be promoting my work, my Ayurveda. I do. I'm an Ayurveda practitioner and giving people hope that are sick, that they could be well again um, and doing spiritual messages and, and talks. So I was seeing that very vividly. And as I was watching myself, giving these lectures, I was swearing and and it was very funny and I was swearing and I kind of looked up like, why am I watching this? Why am I swearing? Because I never swore before. So they kind of told me that I was just too pure. I had been meditating for many years. I do transcendental meditation and advanced meditation since I was 27. It's been many years. So that made me before I had Lyme disease with the Ayurveda, I really had optimal health. 
and very spiritual. So I had this pureness going on. And um, so as I'm watching myself (laughs) in my, what seemed to be my future, um, and I saw myself swearing and joking and I turned to them and was like, what? (laughs) And they told me that I was just too pure that, to be able to the relate to people, I had to come down to, you know, the physical plane and more of a, um, more of what people experience, um, and be able to relate better to people and, you know, the human, um, interactions and stuff. So, and to make it funny. <laughs> so I was seeing that, um, they were showing me visions of why my friends were in my life, why I needed to be in their life. I couldn't get rid of them. Um, they were there for a reason. I was there to help them for a reason. And I was explained everything, the reasons why one of my friends doesn't have parents. He's an only child and he's like an orphan. And I was there to be his family and to, you know, that it was all the importance of that. And I had another message for another friend of mine that's disabled. Um, So I had a message for her. So there was just a lot of this downloading going on while they were healing me. At the same time, there was a lot of strange things going on. Like I was started speaking in another language. I don't know what the language was, but I had the feeling like my soul was at a higher, more evolved than what I even thought maybe once when I go to the other side, I don't know, but I was speaking in another language, kind of like a, I thought it was like a praying type of thing. Um, Hard to explain. And I didn't know the language, but I was babbling this while I was giggling and laughing the whole time because I was in this bliss. Um, The other thing that I heard not, outwardly audibly but what they were saying to me they kept chanting the words this is the day that the lord has made let us rejoice and be glad in it over and over and over all night long till 4 a.m i don't know what 4 a.m means but 4 a.m i was finally able to go to sleep and they were done doing whatever they had to do to heal me so um i felt mother mary's um presence but at that point there was so much going on and I was trying to figure out what was going on that I didn't want to look that way and maybe see her and then have to deal with that. (laughs) So, um, I think that, you know, when that change happened, once I was out of my body, you're still in your same mind, you know, you're, you're still in your, you're still thinking. I can see why people think that, you know, don't know that they've died because you're still in your same head. You know, you're still thinking your brain is, the, it's like you're in your higher self, which is who you are anyway. So I was thinking all these things like, oh my God, this is a miracle going on. And why am I babbling this language? What does this mean? You know, are my dead relatives witnessing this? Because I was also being physically touched at the same time. My hands were behind my head and somebody physically touched my hand like that. And then um, a spirit um, of some sort came. I was laying in my bed and they came into my bed to like hug me. And I knew it was a male energy, a very, very large person and that he had wings. I'm not one that ever really believed in angels or angels having wings, but this was the feeling I had from the spirit that was touching me. I could kind of feel them coming through my body. So all this was going on and this was going on all night long. And then they came back a second night to do it again. So This is what was happening, and I was trying to make sense of it all. In the meantime, I could feel like things had changed in my body, like the sexual energy wasn't there, like from the waist down. I didn't feel 
anything there. It just became something very, like I felt, I knew I was in my spirit form. Um, no negative emotions whatsoever, just turning into love. And I remember thinking at that moment, you know, they say Jesus is love, la, 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 la. And I'm thinking we all have that ability. We all are that when we're in our spirit form. So this was all going through my head while this miracle was happening. And they were telling me that I was going to be well again, that my hair, I had lost a lot of hair, that my hair was going to grow back, that my cortisol levels were going to be normal. That hadn't been normal in so long. Um, so I'm taking this all in and I was also thinking because of that bliss that you feel when you're out of your body like that, I was thinking, you know, um, I think that's why we make, I believe in reincarnation and I believe we come back and have all these lives and that, you know, we kind of make our, our life, what it's going to be to have a challenge spiritually. So when this was going on, I was thinking to myself, now I know why we suffer, we're suffering because when you're in that state of bliss, you feel so great that you're not thinking all the suffering goes out of your mind. It doesn't exist anymore. You're just in the love, in the light, in the bliss, in the peace. So it's like, I never had a baby, but I would imagine like a woman having a baby and they have the pain and then you forget about the pain after a while and have another child again. It's the same type of thing when you go out of your body like that. So the same thing happened the next night and they kept me up again from 10 to 4 a.m. Doing the same exact thing, showing me the visions healing my body and that core, touching me, sending me the downloads. Um, I had, a, I was watching myself. I had money in my hand and I dropped the money and the money was worthless, which is not a good thing because after all that, I started spending money because I said, Oh, money is worthless. <laughs> so, um, So that was about it. And then it happened another night. And then uh, my blood pressure was very high after that. They kept me up. I didn't sleep for two nights straight. And it was a lot of uh, stress on my body. Um, and my body had to calm down after that. But And then for two weeks after that, 14 days, I was seeing visions every day. I was still not totally back in my body. And as I was going back in, it really felt like, do you know that show I Dream of Jeannie? It felt like trying to go back into that bottle that is so tight and so small. Because once you're freed from your body, it's it's total freedom and expansive. It just you're just open and free. And it just felt like I was trying, they were trying to squeeze me back into this very tight bottle and it was uncomfortable. <laughs> and then for the next 14 days, I was seeing visions. I was really just one with everything, seeing visions of, I went over a friend's house. I saw him, a vision of him washing his car. And he said, how did you know I was home? I said, well, I saw a vision of you washing your car. So I knew you were there. You know, it was just that knowing and these, these little video clips were coming into my mind. And I couldn't even control them. I said, well, I guess this is the way a medium would see, you know, get her messages, their messages. They see it in their mind's eye. And whatever I was doing, it was constantly interrupting me and showing what I thought was my future, you know, doing these lectures and these talks, giving people hope hmm. and about spirituality and everything. So um, it went on for another two weeks of, just being one with everything and seeing these visions over and over and over. All right, Lisa Marie, thank you so much for sharing that with us. 
Before I go back, I really found it interesting the way you put it is, and I never thought of it this way, but when you're there, it's so blissful, then Mm -hmm. by default, not being there, it is suffering. Oh, you know, I'm right now becoming, trying to become an ordained minister because I want to be able to legally go into hospice and and uh, do my spiritual counseling there or into the hospital and be able to do it legally. Um, I just want people to know the people that are dying and suffering. And, and I had this chronic disease for a long time that there is no fear of dying. Dying is fun. I mean, that's now I really understand why some people say this is the hell on earth. You know, if there's so much suffering and there's so, so much negativity um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's so hard to explain. It's night and day. It's, it's more than night and day. It's so extreme. It's, um, you forget when I, when I was in that mode, when they had me for those two nights, I was just like, if they had given me an option, I definitely would have stayed. <laughs> it obviously wasn't my time. Mm-hmm. It wasn't my time. Are you completely healed now from the Lyme disease? And if so, I am, how, I am. How long after that did it take you to become totally healed? There were some immediate things, and then other things took longer. Like the fatigue, I would say about a year, year and a half. This just happened three years ago. So I started feeling my cortisol went to normal uh, a year and a half ago. So, and it took a while for my hair to grow back. It took about a year and a half for it all to grow in. Did the doctor say and anything like you had a miracle cure or anything? I think they didn't know what to say. How do you explain it? You know, they just look at you dumbfounded. Like, how could that happen? Because first of all, Lyme disease, you could really never get rid of according to, you know, if you listen to. Western medicine or whatever, you know, people think it just never goes away. Um, Same thing with, with adrenal disease when it's that severe. So when you've been sick that long, it affects your adrenal glands. It affects everything, your, all your organs in your body. So for me, I feel like my faith, I always had strong faith and, you know, I believe in prayer. Um, Even though I'm just really spiritual more than religious I really feel that's important, having faith and uh, having a positive attitude. Very important. No matter what happens, you have to be positive. You mentioned that you're really spiritual. Uh, Before Mm -hmm. this, were you still spiritual or did you have a previous religious background? I was always spiritual. I became more spiritual when I started meditating many years ago. Once I started meditating, everything just opened up. You know, nature just follows you. Um, You just naturally become more spiritual. It's just the way it goes. Um, Your body becomes more in balance. Um, You have a different consciousness. It just changes. Everything changes. So it's a natural progression of after meditation. Yoga can do that, too, to a certain point. So. So I already had that. I already had faith real faith. And I had the spirituality. I'd already been being touched by spirits and I've had things, seeing things, spiritual things in my home. Um, So it wasn't anything new to me. The near death experience just validated that if anything, I think it's been hard since my near death experience because knowing that difference it's it's hard. It's hard after that experience. Mm-hmm. It's just that much of a difference of being out of your body versus you know the you know the physical body. It's a big difference. Mm-hmm. What makes me curious is, and I'm not challenging you, but why you saw Jesus and angels and the Mother Mary when you're not really particularly religious, and you still don't seem to be religious. Yeah, I mean. I kind of always was a Jesus person. I just felt like I was always kind of drawn to him. I would buy, I would 
watch movies about him. And I didn't really know why I was drawn to him until I saw a medium that told me that Jesus was my guide. So I said to her, no wonder why I'm thinking about that guy all the time and I'm trying to get information on him. So it made sense to me. Um, but I think that when somebody meditates, that makes them just more of a spiritualist versus anything else. But I'm open to it all. I can go to a church and feel the energy there. I'm open to it all. I'm not closed off in any way of feeling energy and um, what spirit has to has to give to me. I do hands-on healing, so I'm always have a connection to the source. So I'm open to open to anything. Why? I think because it was more of a miracle. This is just my own interpretation of those nights. I think because it was more of a miracle. Maybe that's why it was more of a little bit of a religious experience for me. Um, that's what my own thinking is. When you first came out of your body, I believe you said that you didn't really see anything. Is that because you were in a realm of complete blackness or were you choosing not to look? I was choosing not to look um, when I felt the Mother Mary. I just, so much was going on and, and on top of it, I wasn't sleeping. So they were keeping me up. Um, I was very uncomfortable at times in my own, the physical body was uncomfortable. So I was choosing not to look. My eyes were open and I was tossing tossing and turning because I was trying to sleep while all this was going on. So I chose not to look at the Mother Mary. I could feel everybody else touching me, the energy. I was in a different realm. I was definitely in whatever that dimension is where I guess they need to take you out of your body to do the work, the healing, I'm, I'm assuming. Because a few weeks, that happened like the weekend of Easter, ironically. I don't know if there was something involved in, with that connection of the holiday. I don't know. But it was just kind of ironically that it was that Easter weekend. Um, a few weeks later, I was helping a friend of mine who is disabled. She's a well-known medium. She was going to be doing a show. And I was going to be helping her with it because she needed help physically. So last minute, she canceled. And I'm like, oh, no, what am I going to do? I invited a couple of my friends. They got tickets to go. So I, call, I called the people that were doing the show. And I said, uh, they said, well, we, we're going to have this other medium, this woman, Celeste. So I says, okay, all right. So we're driving there. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm telling my friends, I said, this is for me. There's a reason why my friend was canceled. I just know it because I was still sort of, even though the two weeks was up where I was, you know, feeling all that energy and seeing the visions, I was still, I had a high vibration at that point because the, the NDE had just happened three weeks ago. So we go to the show and I said to my friends, I knew everything that was going to happen. I said to them, She's going to wait till the end to read me. And I know that she's going to bring up my friends really didn't even know what had happened. I think one of them did because she saw me right after, um, you know, the NDE. So the medium, I was taping the show, the reading. At least I thought I was. So the medium comes up to me at the end and she says to me, Jesus is here to talk to you. And I was very calm. I said, yeah, because I just knew because I knew what had just happened to me. And I knew it was very real. I knew I, I knew the experience and it was very fresh. And I knew she was going to do this. I knew all this was happening for a reason. So she says, um, Jesus is here to talk to you. And she's looking at me kind of funny, like, like. And she sees me looking very healthy. And she says, he's telling me you were very sick. You were very sick. Does this make sense to you? I said, yeah, I was very sick for a long time. And she says, well, he's telling me that he healed you. And, um, you know, about your, he's talking about your faith, you know, your strong faith and, and your prayers, because I had been praying, you know, every birthday when you blow out the candles, 
my prayer was, oh, God, please get me well so I can help people. That was that was my prayer. And that went on for years. And so she's telling me the story. And I'm just it's just blowing my mind because I'm sitting there thinking, you know, she's telling me because Jesus is telling her what happened those nights. That they performed the miracle. I knew what happened, but it was nice to hear it. Um, get a validation for it. And um, she told me that uh, Archangel Michael was there. So I was like, oh, my God. Well, that makes sense because that male energy was in hugging me. And I knew he was huge. And I knew he had wings. And I'm like, oh, boy, this is unbelievable. I, I just couldn't believe this was happening. I couldn't believe it. And then she was talking about um, the angel Gabriel. She mentioned the mother Mary, which I knew she was there, but I didn't want to look. Um, and then she was just telling me, you know, that I was going to be well. And that my prayers were going to be answered. And so after the show was over, of course, we were all elated. And I looked over at my recorder and right at that point when she starts talking, just before she says Jesus, it clicked off. Mm. <laughs> I was like, ah! <laughs> so I ended up calling her up. We happen to be great friends right now. Uh, now, you know, that was a few years ago. So I ended up calling her up and said, listen, um, I need to make an appointment with you because my, my phone recorder went off just at that point when you started talking about Jesus. And she goes, it was meant for you to come to me because they have a lot more to tell you. Hmm. So I made the appointment and there was a lot more information um, that she was able to give me that I was able to record. And I was able to ask questions of who was this, who was touching me, you know, things like that. So it was amazing, amazing experience. Hmm. I really wish they would have beamed me up, but <laughs> it wasn't meant to be. I'm meant to be here and for, for a good reason. You mentioned that you had downloads. Yes. Have you been able to process them since then and remember them or, or not? I really, I really wish, I do remember most of it. I wish I had written it down and made a journal of it because there were so many messages for people. Um, but I didn't. I think they wanted me to remember it. That was the feeling I got from spirit, that they wanted me to remember this for whatever reason that I was going to be talking about it in the future. I didn't feel like it was the far future. I felt like it was the near, you know, in a few years type of future. Hmm. So, um, yeah, the downloads are still there. It's something that you don't forget. It's like a visitation in a dream. You know, those dreams where you have a visitation. I've had them and you just never forget them. You know, 20 years later, you can re recall them very clearly. Do you still remember this experience very clearly or has it started to fade? It's very clear. It's, it's very clear. Would you say that it's something that you can't shake, like you're always thinking about it? Um, I wouldn't say I'm always thinking about it, but I think it's something that you're never going to forget, you know, because of all the things that they showed me, you know, I want to make sure that they're happening little by little. They're happening. This is happening. This is happening. When they, when I saw myself swearing and saying certain words, in my lectures that they were showing me as of so as of last year, my language has changed. So I'm like, okay, maybe I'm going towards that direction. I'm getting closer. So all these things are just happening slowly that they told me was going to happen. Do you have any after effects from this that you have to manage? I think There's things that happened to me that didn't happen before. Um, there was a, like a three month period. It wasn't that long ago where I was taking care of a friend's house and I opened up the garage and I hear this radio blasting and I'm like, where's that coming from? Somebody must be in the house. Now she's in, she was in Florida and I know she's got this old radio in the back of the basement. 
So I open the garage, I hear the, the music and I'm thinking, this is freaky. So I go to the back to the base, back of the basement and I can't turn the radio off. I'm pushing the power button and it wouldn't go off. Finally, somehow I got it to go off. I went upstairs, nobody's around, doors are locked. Okay. I was home one night, my TV goes on, on its own. And I'm thinking, oh, I got to get another TV. I got to get a new TV. The TV's shot. Okay, I let that go. I let the other thing go. I went back to my friend's house again to check on her house. Now, her husband died a couple years ago. So I'm thinking he's playing games with me. Okay, so I'm in her house. The TV goes on by itself. The remote was nowhere in sight. So now I'm starting to wonder. Then I go to Starbucks. I'm with my friends. Their computers are going off. They're having problems. Their phones are getting quirky. I realize that it's not a spirit doing these things. It's me. My whatever, whatever happens when you have an experience like that, the vibration or whatever happens. Now I'm starting to affect my body, my spirit, whatever is affecting equipment. So that was interesting. <laughs> so that's, that's an after effect. I was already doing healing work before that has increased. My energy and the healing energy has increased. I, I have more of a connection with spirit now. Um, my healing abilities are more or stronger now. Um, I have a deeper level of compassion. I always had compassion, but having the long-term illness in itself deepened my compassion a great deal because before that I had optimal health. I was practically enlightened. So I couldn't relate to people that were sick, even though I had compassion. If you don't go through it yourself, the fatigue, the pain, the chronic pain. You know, I never knew why people turned to alcohol and drugs. And I mean, I could have easily, thank God I didn't. Thank God, I, you know, I was strong enough to, and I had, I don't know, thank God I didn't. But I definitely understand how people can turn to alcohol to ease their emotional or physical pain. Turn to, you know, I could have easily gotten into some type of pharmaceutical drug to ease the pain of the Lyme disease. I mean, I had head to toe pain, chronic every day, every minute of the day. And the fatigue was unreal. So I definitely understand um, the depression that you get with a chronic illness is terrible because you're affected not only physically, it affects your spirit, it affects your mental state everything. So I'm able to help my clients much better now because I know what they've been through a lot of them. So it helps me in my business. It helps me to relate to people, to have a deeper compassion. And then the NDE, um, I was always the type of person to look at a big picture and be, and I was always positive, but the NDE really makes me know that life is short and Every moment is meant to be, even the bad, even the bad, hmm. for whatever reason. And like I said, when I was out of my body, you forget all that. I mean, I could see where I can instantly say, oh, yeah, I'm going to make it real difficult the next time. <laughs> in a nanosecond, you know, in a, nan in a nanosecond, you're out of your body and you feel nothing but an extreme bliss, peace, and the love. You are love. It's, it's nothing like the love that we have here. What do you think is the purpose to life? Here in the physical, I think it's all about lessons, relationship lessons. Um, I think a lot of times I think now, am I doing it right? Is this what they want? Um, I'm all about forgiveness and forgiveness of the self. I think forgiving oneself is even harder than forgiving people. Um, 
I think the purpose is the le- the lessons and to become, I think the lessons are for spiritual evolvement to get to a higher level. I really believe that there's, there's different levels in heaven. And I think higher spirits like Jesus, Buddha, I think that they're, they're at a higher level than everybody else. So, um, and I think that's why I was talking in that language that I don't know what it was, that maybe my spirit, when I do eventually get to the other side is at a higher level. That's why maybe I was drawn to spirituality and meditation. I don't, I don't think that everybody has to have that path. Um, and I also think that meditation could get you to a very blissful spot in your life. I think the inner intelligence of the body is amazing. You can get 50% there, you know, but you're not going to get to the point of being totally in your soul like I was. I mean, that's a whole different different level. Do you remember any of the things you sp- spoke when you spoke that other language? I don't. Hmm. I just know it was felt like a prayer type of like a chanting. I don't remember because it was in a language. Uh, and I think it was, it wasn't a language like Italian or Spanish. It was in one of these I don't know. Like you know, you, a different. Would you compare it to people who speak in tongues? I would say it was a no, no. I think it was more like uh, Arabic or something very ancient. Um, I can't put my. I really don't know. Okay. What inspires you about your experience? What inspires me about it? I think that I'm glad I had the experience and it has helped me to help other people, to let them know a little bit about, you know, the afterlife and not to be afraid of it, not to be afraid of death, um, to look at a bigger picture and, um, you know, just look at a bigger picture in life. Many times I get comments on my videos uh, from people who have lost a loved one. What would mm-hmm. you say to someone who's lost a loved one? I, to be happy for them. I, I think the loss is ours because, as you know from me explaining my NDE, I mean, once you're out of your body, I mean, it's the greatest thing in the world. I mean, you can't get anything closer to the best feeling in the world. So the grieving is we're grieving. Those people that died aren't grieving. They're, They're in the best place possible. So I know I'm happy for people when they die. It's funny to say that, but I'm ecstatic for them. So... It's, it's our, we're the ones feeling, you know, I always tell people when they, they, they say, oh, my, I hope my father isn't mad at me for doing this or doing that. They're not mad. <laughs> they are so happy and blissful and peaceful. They, they, there's no negative emotions there. So, you know, they're so happy and they just want the best for you. Mm-hmm. That's all they want. And, and they could easily go, you know, if they're into this, I don't know, some people are not into mediums, but you know, hook up with a really good medium, a good one. And that will relieve a lot of that because your loved ones are waiting for you. They're just waiting there on the other side to, to help you and to heal you. What kind of advice would you give to somebody who just recently had an NDE and didn't know how to process it? That's a good question, Jeff. (laughs) Because I was already spiritual before. Um, I loved the experience, except that, you know, I'm longing for that. I'm, I'm even though and I'm a happy person. So I can't imagine not being a, ha- you know, these people that are committing suicide, they have an NDE, they come back and they're just really wanting to be on the other side again. I think that's really tough. It's tough for me and I'm a happy person. Um, and I'm already spiritual. So I think 
somebody that wasn't spiritual and has an NDE, it's, it's a shock, a pleasant shock. Um, I think I would tell them to just embrace it and live in the now, just live in the now and go with the flow. Everything in my whole life is living in the now. I looked at your podcast just mm-hmm. to see it, to make sure I should be doing it. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm glad so. you, I'm glad you decided to. <laughs> Some of my guests will, will say that when they came back, they were disappointed at being back and unhappy being back. Yeah. Did you experience that? Yeah, no, I, I wasn't happy to be back. No, absolutely not. It, it's such a, and, and it's so hard to explain, Jeff. It, it's such a difference of, um, and like I said, with the meditation, I was at a certain level already and I had bliss, bliss consciousness, you would call it, um, before my illness. So I already had that, but to compare it to, heaven or the earthly, whatever the, the, that realm is totally different. And so for me, it would, took a lot of adjusting to be back into my body. Cause don't forget for two weeks after I still was kind of out, I was still extremely light in my body. I was functioning, doing things or whatever, but I was very light and, and seeing all the visions and everything still. And that still lingered on, lingered on a little bit after that. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know why. I, I guess everybody has their own experience. I don't know why somebody would be happy to come back because it's that different. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just no negative emotions whatsoever. Extreme I, happiness. I think one of my guests even expressed that she had PTSD from coming back. Yeah. I can understand that. Yeah. It's, I think that, um, it's acceptance. You have to come to an acceptance of, okay, it wasn't my time. Uh, an acceptance of, okay, what, what is the work I'm supposed to be doing? What am I supposed to continue doing? Um, it's, it's all about acceptance and realizing that you are here for a reason. And, and that's that. When you have to accept that it wasn't my time, does it make you start to think about, is everything predestined? My feeling is it is. I feel this is only my opinion. I'm not saying that everybody has to have my opinion, but I feel that every moment, including this one right here, is meant to be. Every moment is orchestrated the way it's supposed to be. That is my philosophy, whether it's good, bad, or whatever. So when something bad happens to me, whatever it is, I could be stuck in traffic. I think I'm late to a meeting or something. I'm like, okay, this has got to be happening for a reason because, you know, maybe there's an accident up ahead, you know, or there's some reason. And I always find out later what that reason was. And when I ask spirit, you, all anybody has to do is ask for, and, and they'll get an answer. I have like a little pact with spirit. Listen, I want an answer within 24 hours. <laughs> and I get it. I get it. You know, they're there all the time. They are there. Have you ever asked your question? yourself this question like why me why did this happen to me no the the thing i asked was when i got sick why did that happen to me because my spiritual path was so strong my optimal health was so strong so i didn't understand that that tripped my life plan up so when that happened that was what i questioned i kind of felt abandoned by spirit when that happened. So that took a lot of years of acceptance of the illness. There was a lot of processing I had to do, mm-hmm. uh, questioning to spirituality, questioning a lot of things. Mm-hmm. 
from what I understand, you get Lyme disease from from ticks. Is that how yeah. you got it? You I out, did. Were you out camping or something and got ticks or what happened? I was actually mowing somebody's lawn on a one of those ride-on mowers. And I guess it crawled up on me and, and, and got me in the in the um, under the right rib. And I just thought it was a mosquito bite at first and uh, the rash was there and it grew and it grew and I just let it go for, I didn't go to the doctor for two weeks because then it was starting to get it really painful and it was expanding and going around my waist. So, you know, it was pretty obvious there was something wrong. And I think with Lyme disease, if you don't catch it within the first 48 hours when it's in your blood, mm-hmm. forget it. You know, you end up in big trouble. And within a year, I was crippled. Mm. I did. I think I did a couple weeks of antibiotics. And then I went to a, a great chiropractor who had this homeopathic seed remedy uh, that he was using for, for Lyme disease, a guy in, um, in Massachusetts. Interesting. So that started, you know, the healing from the bedridden state getting a little bit better. All right, Lisa Marie, well, I'm going to shift gears on you here. Okay. Uh, what is your website? Perfecthealthandbalance.com. Perfect <laughs> if people want to reach out to you, is it best that they find you there or on some other social media site? Sure. Um, the website is great because it's linked to all the social media icons are at the bottom of the pages. So, and they link right over to Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram. So it's all there. My name is there, all the information, contact information, what I do. It's all there. Do you have any other projects that you're working on right now that you want us to know about? Um, Not really. Just um just the healing. The healing work that I do. That's the, the it's just getting more and more and I'm looking forward to what the future is going to bring with that. How many years have you been doing the healing work for? A long time. Since uh in the 90s. A long time. Hmm. Well, that's great. <laughs> All right. Well, before we wrap it up, do you have one last message that you would like to share the audience with? Well, I was going to ask you a question. Go ahead. What do you think about me interviewing you for your audience? <laughs> I don't think it would. I think it would be not that interesting. Maybe they would want that, don't I you don't, think, to I, hear? I, well, I haven't had an NDE. Right. And I haven't had an out-of-body experience that I'm right. clear about. And so, you know, I mean, I don't know what, what, what beyond that we would talk about that. I don't, I don't know if I've had that really many. What gets any you interested? Why, what made you interested in this? Well, I used to be a musician. I'm still a musician, but I used to play quite a bit, mm-hmm. two or three nights a mm-hmm. week out. Mm-hmm. And so on my, I, those are late nights. And on my way home, I would listen to Coast to Coast AM. It's mm-hmm. a talk sh- radio show that's syndicated across the U.S. And if you or and or anybody who's listening doesn't know what that is, it's like paranormal radio. Mm-hmm. So they'd either talk about stuff like this or UFOs or Bigfoot or, you know, whatever. And so I like all those subjects. And um, I do, too. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so that's kind of uh, what this podcast is about. Although really right, right. what right now is very popular is the near-death experience stories. So as right. as being a, um experienced YouTuber, I kind of stick generally with what's working as I'm growing the channel. Right. Uh, but I'm slowly and, – and the people who uh, – come back and watch regularly and i also there's like a community post that i post you know questions to the to the audience or to the mm-hmm. subscribers and ask questions and mm-hmm. stuff and so the regulars will know that i've you know i've been doing these um podcasts almost every day for quite a long time i've done like over 
over a hundred NDE ones just oh, alone. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And, um, Cause this is my full-time job. I've been doing YouTube full-time for about the last five or six years. That's wonderful. And, um, I got, I've been doing YouTube period since 2006 and I did it. Well, I started earning income in 2010 and I got super successful in children's videos with my kids. But my kids are getting older, so it's hard for me to keep up that type of content. Right. So right. I started this, which only needs me and something that I'm interested in, right? So did you lose? Did you have a lot of loss in your life? Do you Have you had people would, close to you that have passed? Uh, I would say no more than anybody else. I find that everybody, and I learned this a long time ago when I read that book. I think it's Dale mm-hmm. Carnegie's book, um, mm-hmm. How to Win Friends and Influence People. I read that yes. so many yes. years ago. But he <laughs> tells you, and that stuck with me f- along my life, is that it's better to be interested in people than trying to be interesting for them, basically. Right. Yeah. And I find people interesting. I enjoy people. I think that everybody has a story. Maybe even basically everybody has an amazing story. If you actually, you know, they find, do. Out, they, find out about they their do. life. Are you spiritual? Yeah. Yeah. I sense that in you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that you're very kind. Thank you. Very kind. You have a nice demeanor. Thank you. So, so I guess I can share this now. I am also a chiropractor. Ah, uh, I knew <laughs> when I saw you, when I saw you and I knew it, it was okay that I was supposed to do this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that you were kind. I knew that um, you were spiritual. And I knew that we had a couple of things in common. I'm an opera trained singer. Oh, wow. And you just oh, mentioned being a musician. Right. That's amazing. <laughs> and now that you said you're a chiropractor and I do the Ayurveda, so it's mm-hmm. a and natural health modality. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. I don't know if most of my audience even knows that. I generally don't talk about it. For me- the, They know now. <laughs> yeah. Well, this podcast is not about me. It's about the guests. Yeah. But I think they would want to know. Right. I think they like you a lot. Thank you. And they want to know, you know, what your interests are and what type of person you are and the great guy you are, oh, thank you, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, your experiences. But you watch. They're going to respond to this. Okay, we'll see what happens. Um, so it's a pleasure meeting you, Jeff. It really is a pleasure. Well, thank you. Likewise. <laughs> All right. Well, Lisa Marie, I really appreciate you giving me some of your time today, and I wish you massive success in whatever you're doing. And have thank a great you evening. so much. Thank you. You too, Jeff. Take mm-hmm. care. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.